this week's parsha is uh, Toldot, and it begins Ve'ilu Toldot Yitzchak ben Abraham, and this is the uh, generations or the births of Yitzchak ben Abraham, and then it tells us Abraham holds at Yitzchak. So I, I, I explained this already uh, on uh, Sunday night. So we're going to start with the second pasuk. Then it says. By he Yitzchak ben Abayim Shana, Yitzchak was forty years old. Bekachto at Rivka when he took Rivka. I'm reading from the Zohar, uh, page head. The Zohar says like this: By he Yitzchak ben Abayim Shana, Veshoya lakato, Ome ben Abayim Shana, Lama ka bakan lispor etchnotav, Shaya ben Abayim Shana. And the Zohar asked an obvious question. Why do I have to know how old Yitzchak was when he took Rivka? And the Zohar answers like this, with a little uh, commentary from uh, Rabbi Ashlag. Zo says that Yitzchak was, even though we know that Yitzchak is left column, Avram is chesed, Yitzchak is gevura. Nonetheless, we ha- we understand that while Avraham was chesed, he was also balanced with gevura. Why do we call them chesed? Meaning that the the uh, dominion of Chesed or the right column uh, had had uh, had uh, dominion over his left column. When we say that Yitzchak is left column, it doesn't mean that he was only left column, because no force in the world can operate like like the bulb without a plus and a minus. This world cannot operate without plus and minus. Plus always means, and that's the way the uh, the original. Uh, world, that's the way uh, the Ainsaw began. Light and vessel. Plus and minus. What do you mean minus? The vessel is what draws. The light is what shares. So everything that exists after the uh, Ainsaw follows the same principle of right and left. So therefore the uh, Zohar tells us that Yitzchak was also, Kalu, we should understand it, that although we say he's uh, left Kalim, but he was, Kalu, he was inclusive of Tzafon and Darom. North, we know, means uh, Gibura, and Darom is, uh, is Chesed, or fire and water. Baz haya Yisrael ben Abayim Shana v'kachto etivka perush. So now we understand what the Torah wants to tell us. Like you said before, that he certainly was inclusive, and therefore it says, therefore it says, Ela told that Yitzchak ben Abraham. I mean, we already know that Yitzchak was the son of Abraham. Why does the Torah have to repeat again that he's the son of Abraham? But to tell us, to tell us that Yitzchak is inclusive of both. 
chesed and gvura. So now he has two svirot, chesed and gvura. Gam, gam, ayalo his kalut safom darom yachat zebzeh, now, the fact that he had plus and minus, plus and minus, since we are talking here after Simpson Beth, after many things that happened after the Ein Sof, where we know there is an aspect of a third column, an aspect of a third column, although Yaakov is the ferret, Yaakov by his physical presence, brought into this world the physical reality of Tefedet. But before, before Yaakov came into this world, says the Zohar that in order for for Yitzchak to be balanced, meaning that his right and left would not be in conflict, because right and left, or plus and minus, are always in conflict, so there had to be an inclusion of Tefedet. Ke'ein Tefedet elohis kalalut chesed gvura. Therefore, nemsa shahayaba gimel svirot. Chesed gvura in Tefedet. And therefore, he was now complete. Ubikachto et rivka. And when he took rivka, she saw the malchut. Because she is, she is the malchut. He seek gam et amalchut, and therefore baila dalit svirot chesek vuda tiferet, and therefore it says when it says vayi yischak bera abayim shana, when it says that he was forty years old, doesn't want to tell us like the original question. We just want to hear how old he was for for whatever reason, and there's no reason because it doesn't it doesn't have any uh, bearing, but. Says the uh, says the Zohar what what the Torah wants to teach us here, according into uh, according to Sud, according to the internal meaning of what it says, to tell us that bekachto et rivka, that when he took rivka, then he became inclusive of all four svirot because for him his gevura to be a force, and we use Yitzchak. But we must also understand that this force of Gevura can only be established when there was a minimum of of these four Svirot. And therefore it says that uh, when he took Rivka, then he became four. And of course we know each Svira is inclusive of ten Svirot. And therefore four times ten is forty. And that's why the Torah tells us that he had forty. Meaning, when he took Rivka, then he became, only then did he become uh, a total unified whole. And therefore, and therefore the power of Yitzchak, which is Gevura, became manifest physically in this world, but only because, and that only took place when he took Rivka. Then in the same Pasuk, Continues the Zohar. It says, "Bat Betuel Arami." That Rivka was the daughter of Betuel Arami, from Aram, mi Padan Aram, from Padan Aram, Akot Laban, 
and the sister of Laban, Arami, Arami, Loli Isha. Pad betuol Arami, bipad Aram, achot Laban Arami. Says the Zohar, my ich patlan kulei hai. What do we need all these things? The kvarit mar ubetuel yavad et efka. At the end of the parashat Chayi Sarah, it says clear that uh, that the, about Rivka that she was born and she was born from uh, from uh, from Bituel uh, uh, and uh, and now it's actually a um, a uh, a repetition of the same thing. Why does the Torah here here? Have to say this. That's that's the Zoa's question. Umeshiv, and he answers. Shula lamed afapisha hayta ben toim. Even though she was beat by uh, people who are uh, uh, corrupt, I he lo ashta kimasehem. Torah wants to teach us that even though she was brought up. Uh, by Betuel and and uh, in that country of Aram, which was corrupt, and uh, was the brother of a corrupt person, Laban, she did not learn from. Uh, she did not learn from them. Therefore, Akeno Meshahita Bat Betuel Umipada Aram Achot Laban Shukulam Hayudeshayim Lahara. They were all evil people bent on only doing evil. But she didn't learn from them. But there's an obvious question. How old was Rivka when she lived with her brother Laban, when she lived with her father? She was born the day that Sarah died. Yes. Ashte if she was 20 years old or Yoter, then you can, you can say, well, even though she lived with these kind of people, she didn't learn from them, and she still conducted herself in a manner of, of, uh, of uh, proper behavior. But because, and even if she was a, even 13, says the Zohar, then you can say, well, look at that. Even living within the confines of such evil, uh, such an evil atmosphere, she was only three years old. I mean, what, uh, how old was Shvach? So the says, what's, what, what, still, why, do, why does the Torah have to repeat uh, again, to tell us, since she was only three years old at the time when she left, so and and certainly less than three years old, uh, what could she have learned from them? Amar Yehuda, bat shalosh shanim hayta, ve'imze asta el evet kol osei hamase mashma behechrach shehaya la sechel kibat esrim. That even though, even though she was only three years old, obviously we have to say from what we understand the way, the way uh, she gave, she carried the water and so on. This was not a normal three-year-old child. 
The Torah here wants to tell us that she was 20 years old, and still in all, and still in all, uh, she had she had the uh, the sechel. She had the mind of a 20 year old, even though she was only three. She had the mind of a 20 year old. <laughs> 20 and 40. They're 3 and 40. And he says, what the Torah wants to teach us over here is something deeper. And the uh, secret of the thing is, is as follows. Yisrach ba mitzad Avraham shu chesed adyon vose chesed im kol Yisrael came from where? He came from Chesed. He was born out of Avraham. Even though he himself was Gevura, Din Kasher, meaning he would be he would be difficult with people, he would be hard with people. But still in all, he was inclusive of coming from the from the uh, physical root of of uh, of Avraham, and that's why the Torah is telling us this. She came from where? Even though she was she was only three years old, but because she was born from Betuel, and because of the environment of. Uh, of uh, of Lavan, ve'ayah Yisrael din kasher ve'hi din arafe. Kidifka hayta mukefet bedinim kashim misad horeya va'anshim makoma. Aval he atzma hayta din arafe umemutak. Just as just as Yisrael, even though he was din kasher meaning he's Kavura. But because of the environment of Abraham and being born from Abraham, he he was not the Kavura, meaning it was balanced. The same thing the Torah wants to tell us, why was this a soulmate? Because Rivka, even though she, she was only three years old, and she was she was not as uh, as din uh, kasher as Yitzchak, but the reason why she could be able to to be balanced with Yitzchak because she was only three years old, and we're talking here about uh, being a soulmate, being balanced. So the Torah wants to teach us that her environment and being born of Lavan, even though she herself was din rafer. It, it was mumutak, it was soft, but in order to be uh, a soulmate of uh, of Yitzchak, it required that there be din kasher too. Or not, there wouldn't have been a balance. She was soft, and he was, that's not balance. That's what the Torah wants to teach us here. That even though she herself, be, and he's telling us she was only three, so she could not be a, a difficult, a hard person, but because of her environment and where she was born from, just the opposite. She was born, uh, Yisra was born from Abraham, who was Chesed, and therefore his 
his uh, his givura was tempered somewhat. The same way as her her givura, which was already tempered. She was only three. She couldn't she couldn't have expressed herself even if she wanted to. But because of the environment, that on the contrary strengthened her givura, and therefore now her givura was was uh, on an equal basis as uh, as Yitzchak, and therefore that constituted that constituted a balance or soulmate between them, says the Zohar. And therefore, all of these all of these uh, aspects are mentioned to tell us that that's that's lowly isha. That's what made her his wife. That's what made her his wife. Then it says, "Vayeta Yitzchak Lashem lenochach ishta ki akarahi," because she was an akara. Vayeta says the Zohar. Vayeta b'chatach atira lemala el hamazal amashpia banim b'mokomahu. In other words. Although we know the Zohar says elsewhere, and here also there's, there's a, that there are three things, three things that are established that uh, come down through what we call mazal. What does it mean, mazal? That's the flow of the energy. Banim, chaye, umezona. In other words, how many children, if there will be children, how many will there be, if there will be? That's already mazal. That means that's an energy. That's the flow of the energy into this into this person or into these two people. That's fixed. Chaye, uh, how long will a person uh, live? Also, it's already in the DNA. We think a person lives. Uh, we don't know why a person dies when he dies. The truth of the matter is, his energy, his energy flow, or the energy that he receives, is an energy that is fixed to last as many years as the person will live. So whether whether he dies through an accident or he dies through an illness, what what is the cause of what? Is it because is it because he was involved in a, a serious automobile accident, and that's why he died. Or he, he contracted a particular disease, and that's why he dies. And the answer is, no, that's not the cause. The cause is the mazal. How many years he has. Now, for whatever reason, how does one die? Does he die a peaceful death? Or does he die a violent death? That already is not dependent on the mazal. But, when that accident will happen, or where, meaning, uh, yes, when that accident will happen, or when the illness finally overtakes the person and causes the death, that is not, that is the result of the mazal. That is the result of of the energy that flowed into this person. Not necessarily. What? I mean, if they don't do their job, then they can go before. You mean before? Yeah, chas Yeah, okay. Naturally, this is the this is the uh, time. 
that that a person can you know will live. However, we know that during during his lifetime he can chas v'shalom shorten that uh, that period. He can have an influence on the mazal. Let's say it's even the uh, the uh, I don't want to say the power in the DNA because the DNA is only an, uh, an instrument anyway. What? That's right. His 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 uh, his uh, his uh, spiritual DNA. That is what determines how long he's going to live. Okay. So here we're discussing ki akarahi because she was she was a uh, akara, meaning that she could not she had she did not have the uh, capability of of uh, having children. Akarahi. The Torah tells us that. Three years old. She? What? Three years old. Well, no, now she's 23. That's why he waited 10 years. Right. 13, 13, she can, until 13, she can have children. That's right. 13, 13. 13. First it was 13. Remember now, when we're talking, right now we're going, we're discussing that she's going to give birth, right? That he prayed for her. And and she became pregnant. How? Uh, when? When did she become pregnant? 60. When she was twenty-three. He was sixty. And he was sixty. Now, she, at age thirteen, she could have given birth already, right? And so, uh, this the uh, the uh, the uh, praying that he did was obviously from the from when he was fifty, and she was uh, thirteen. So for ten years. No, he, he prayed the ten years. The people supposed to wait. I'm ten saying years. he waited no, each day. Ten years he didn't pray, because in the ten years, why does it say ten years? Ten years he waited, like like a couple weeks. And years. at the end, when he would have to at divorce. At age of sixty, then yes, he started praying. Then he prayed at the end. Only at the end. 60, at the end. Okay. Was she really twenty-three? <laughs> Had to be because what? he was thirty-seven. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he year. was. Yes, yes. That's that's not a problem. Now he's 60, that's years. right. Maybe sixty meant a thousand. Okay, so the uh, Zohar says, "Vayetalo." I'll take a vayetalo. Ella vayetalo, because the iron, <coughs> the way we spell vayetal is iron tough resh. And the ayin is mitchalef. What does that mean? There are times when you have a word in the uh, Torah, and uh, one of the one of the uh, ways of uh, there are many many ways how we how we delve into the secrets of the Torah to un- to unravel the mysteries that are hidden below the words. One of the methods are the interchangeable uh, interchangeability of letters. Iron, it's a rule. The iron can be interchangeable with the chet. So therefore, we can, instead of, we can take out the iron and we can insert a chet. A chet, what does that mean? In other words, by his praying, by his praying, the uh, the uh, and by inserting this word of uh, of uh, from the iron to the chet, as ishto. The reason 
the reason that she became pregnant is because of what, not that he just prayed, not that he just prayed, but because of what his praying involved. Perush. From the from the uh, system, from her female system, she could not give birth. She was childless, meaning she could not. She did not have the maracha. She didn't have the system. The system for giving birth, the whole system, was not there. What? Right. Right. Because in other words, katira means he changed. Bayeta means that he prayed for her. He prayed for her. But the Zohar tells us we want to go, there's two ideas here. Besides that he prayed, because you can't take away the fact that it says that we can, we never deny the literal sense. The literal sense is Vayeta, he prayed for her. But because of this interchangeability between the ayin and the chet, what he did was that through his tefillah, he created, he created a whole system, that whole female system in Rivka, that now she would be able to give birth. And therefore it says, Vataha Rivka Ishto. And therefore she became uh, pregnant. And this all continues. Bore. Forty years, uh, twenty years, she she was with uh, uh, Yitzchak, and she did not give birth. And why did he? Why did he? Uh, why did he? Uh, why did it happen this way? First of all, why didn't he pray before? I mean, why did he have to wait until now? Says the Zohar, "Vohu mishum shehakadosh baruchu chafes b'tzvilatam shel tzadikim." That knowing that Rivka would be would be the uh, the mother of uh, Yaakov, because like this, if she didn't give birth, he would have to marry somebody else. Because Yitzchak knew. Why didn't he take another woman? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sarah gave him haka. Just like he couldn't leave Israel, he couldn't have another one. What? Who? It was too much din. Well, we explained why Rivka was fitting for him. We explained that already because she was she because she had been brought up in that environment. That gave her the balance to be his soulmate. So. Maybe there was another woman out there, but but no, she was certainly the balanced one. Sarah was a soulmate of Avram, but he still gave, she still gave him Haga. Right, but Yitzchak knew that that uh, Avram knew that Yitzchak would not be born from. Agreed, uh, agreed. But still, soulmate had nothing to do with it. Well, he knew that too. Well, let's see. Let's see what the Zohar says. Anyway, now the Zohar says that uh, a kadosh baruch God is waiting, God is desirous of the tefillot, uh, of the prayers of the tzaddikim. B'sha'a she'mevakshim lefanav atfilah, amash e'en tzichim. Because Hashem is waiting, is waiting that they should ask for the tefillah. 
Mawatam. Why 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 what's the reason for this? Kidashi Yid Gadelvi Tosef Mishkat Kodesh Al Yidait Vilatat Sadikim Lokomisha Sadik. In other words, in other words, she was gonna she was gonna she was gonna give birth anyway. Because she was the soulmate and it already was known that from Yitzchak and Rivka would come Yaakov. So what was the so the Zohar is asking, what is the purpose of him having to to have to pray? Since this miracle would have had taken place anyway. So the Zohar reveals here something very interesting. That the, that Hashem was at Filot of Tzadikim. He puts he puts the Tzadik into such a into such a circumstance, doesn't have children, etc. And now he's gonna have to now he's gonna have to pray for Tzadikim. Although if the person is the Tzadik, whatever was destined to happen is gonna happen. That will not that will not require the fact that he's a tzaddik. This is the this is the uh, revelation of the Zohar. The fact that he's a tzaddik, the fact that Yitzchak and Rivka were both righteous people, her her female her female system was going to come was going to was going to appear, whether Yitzchak prayed or he didn't pray. But the reason. The reason that the system was not installed in Rivka so that she can give birth, says the Zohar, because he wanted, Hashem wanted the tefillah of the tzaddikim. Why did he want the tefillah of his? Why? He's a tzaddik, he's righteous, he doesn't have to pray. The fact that he's righteous already makes the events occur. So tefillah, or to create such a miracle was not was would, was not necessary to have come about because of the prayer of Yitzchak. But when the tzaddik will be praying, when he's praying, if he is a tzaddik, then his prayers are to to establish in the in the in the uh, in the cosmos that anybody who was in a similar circumstance, now that his prayer is being drawn out because there, the tzaddik sees, uh, like Yitzchak, that there's no marechet, uh, and therefore the the tefillah that the tzaddik will now, in his prayer, like, like Yitzchak, now began to pray that there should appear a marechet, uh, a system, a female system, then this was for all the people at that time. All the women that did not have a marechet, that could not give birth, his prayer was then for all of the people, all of the people at that time that needed it. Because what the tzaddik uh, does, says the Zohar, it opens up a channel, opens up a channel, and once that channel is open, then the flow of the miracle or the power to create marachot, to create uh, uh, a channel for for women 
who could not give birth is established. Ba'az afilu otam she'enim kedayim ne'enim. Even those who actually, even those women who uh, who would have no chance, would have no chance to give birth, but because of the tefillah of the tzaddik, and because the cosmos now has been uh, has been uh, has received a channeling from this tzaddik, then the whole atmosphere becomes one of such a nature, and therefore, and therefore, it tells us, but yet Allah Hashem. And uh, and his prayer, so his prayer was not for Rivka, but for for all for the entire world at the time. If one is a tzaddik, and therefore the tzaddik really doesn't have to pray for himself, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I'll mention at the time. Why at the time? Of? What you mentioned the word two times at the time. This is for not to no? This is you use the word at the time. No, not for himself. It was not for himself, because he knew that whenever the time came that she would have to give birth to Yaakov, the sister, uh, our female system would appear. So uh, why does it say he prayed? He prayed so that, because Hashem wanted, he, he did not make the system appear, although it has to appear, and it will appear, only that it will. he will then uh, begin this prayer, and this prayer will be for everyone else. And the tzaddik understands that. Even for us, as, as soon as we did it, for us today. That's right. That's right. So, uh, uh, what what uh, what we would say that uh, women who, who who are childless and can't have children, when they hear this this reading and with this all consciousness at this time, this is what's being injected. So even though these women are not entitled, said the Zohar because of whatever reasons, not to give birth, this could all be changed by the reading of this week's uh, Pasha. You said last year, all the Sara, Rivka, Rachel, they all had trouble. All three of them. Why? Because for us, because Sara didn't have anything, Rivka had halfway, Rachel had everything, she just couldn't give birth. So, Rachel had everything? All the organisms, Right. Different, it's different. And Sarah, he's gonna, he's gonna say. Sarah could give birth. No, I think he. Uh, he oh, let's see what he's gonna say. He's gonna say that right now. No, no, Sarah, he says, didn't have a... Rivka did not have a Marechet. She didn't have a uterus. That's right. Sarah didn't have anything. Any, uh, anything. Okay, let's see what he says. Okay. Yisrach yitpalel al ishto, mishum shahayi yadeshu einaka. Ela ishto. Why did, why did he pray? Because he knew that it, it just had nothing to do with him. He knew that he, that he had no problem. Right? And therefore says, Why was he praying for Lenochach uh, Ishto? He should be praying. 
but because he knew he sure that, that was he, w- he wasn't sure whether this was uh, okay. Oh, Perush, Rabbi Asher goes on to explain. In other words, it's obvious. Why? Uh, why is he praying? Because he knew that, he, and he knew that he had to change the the uh, the nature of Rivka because she was a kara. And therefore, uh, he was praying that and going against the teva. Which without without the marechet without a without a female system, she couldn't give birth. So he wanted to change the whole nature of things, and that she should be able to give birth. and therefore the Zohar asked, and therefore what the Zohar is asking, It doesn't say Sarah also did not have. Uh, a female system, and it's it, and and it's and uh, even though Abraham did not pray to change the 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 nature of things, so this seems to contradict what the, what he said before. And that Sadiqim do not believe that they have that they have the capability. They do not believe in themselves that they are of such a nature of a Sadiq that includes Avram to change Teva, to change something which is which is part of nature. Part of nature means that when there is no uh, female system, it cannot be pregnancy. So therefore, Avram did not pray. He did not pray, and he's asking, "Why didn't he pray? Why did Yisro pray?" Mataretz, Asher ki akarahi perusho. These words ki akarahi by Sarah it doesn't say ki akarahi. It doesn't say that. It only says by uh, by uh, Rivka in this puzzle. Perusho. Shall Cain. It palel mikoshi adaki akarahi vlohu atzmo ki adak beruach hachachma shiasimimenu Yaakov viyud beit hashvatim el sheilo yada emirivka omeacheret. He knew, Yisrael knew that there was no question from him, from him would come the twelve children, twelve tribes. Alkein hit palel stam. So when it says that he was praying, when it says he was praying, again, he was not praying, he was not praying for Rivka, for his, wife. his wife, he was not. He was praying because he wasn't sure. Because he wasn't sure so he wanted to see his wife. whether it would be from Rivka or not. What he was praying, that what he knew what he knew, Baruch HaKodesh, what he knew, uh, envisioned that he would have the 12 children, he was praying that Hashem should help him, that it, it, should, it should materialize. And 
because since he is not, since he could uh, give, since he could uh, uh, have children, and therefore he. He would. Uh, he. Uh, he was. He would. There was no necessity to change the nature of things because he knew how it would happen. He didn't know. Maybe. Maybe it would be with another woman. Right. And therefore, when it says towards his wife, what did it mean that? Now. So what he's saying. It doesn't say Lenochach Rivka. He's making. Now, this is another. He's asking to see his wife. What? He's asking to see his wife. That's right. Lenochach Ishto. Whoever that woman would be. And therefore, it does not say Rivka. Ki lo ayamit palal shanot et atebe biskuto. So, although before that was one. One, one, one way of, uh, of interpreting what we said by Yeta Yitzchak that he was. He was going to change. He was going to bring down the change, and the change for everyone. Now, now there's another interpretation of the same of the same uh, uh, verse, because he would never have prayed to change the uh, the nature bishuto. In other words, he's a tzaddik, so therefore he can pray and pray and change, which he could. But he, it says, now the Zohar says, contrary to what it said before, he would not have changed. Uh, he would not have prayed to change the, uh, the uh, natural tendency of nature. But English all, and you shouldn't ask, or we could raise the question, why was he praying all together? If he knew that he was going to have twelve children coming from him, so why was he praying? Well, what did what did we what did the Zohar just uh, get through saying? He wasn't praying for her to change the nature. What he was praying is he knew that there were had to be twelve children, so he was praying that listen, bring him the woman, bring him the woman, whoever that woman is, that will assist him in having these twelve children. But if he already knew that he was going to have the the uh, the twelve tribes. So what's the difference? Why did he even have to pray? Why did he even have to pray that this woman who would be able to give birth to Yaakov, who would have the twelve the twelve tribes, would appear? Why did he have to pray at all? Atamu achet What he was praying for was not was not, as we said, he knew that Yaakov would, would be born. But what he was afraid, that maybe, maybe something could happen, and Yaakov, willing, uh, willingly, intentionally, may have caused a achet, meaning he may have caused an action, and we know that Yaakov did many things, as we will, as Yaakov, yeah, he was afraid that Yaakov... How could it have if he wasn't born yet? Who? No, he was praying for the future for Yaakov because he knew, let's say, that he uh, that he uh, he took away the uh, the uh, the birthright. He came to Yitzchak. Uh, he came to Yitzchak 
who said I want to bless uh, who he wants to bless Esav and and the kind of, if we have time uh, you know it seems like he fooled his father he said I'm yes I'm Yaakov remember if you remember the story that's in this week's parsha which we have to understand uh, here Yaakov is uh, at the suggestion of his mother Rivka. Uh, go dress up with uh, with uh, with uh, skin that'll uh, that when your father touches you, it'll appear like, very hairy. So he'll think maybe you're uh, you're Yaakov, uh, you're Yitzchak. So there were many things that Yaakov did that maybe could have uh, have upset that while he knew that. From himself, Yaakov would be born, but what he was praying here was praying for Yaakov. So what he's saying now, what he's saying now is another interpretation. All right. So therefore, what it means over here again, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a contradiction, but what what uh, this prayer of Yak- of uh, of uh, Yitzchak now extended into into the world of of the future. There was no Yaakov yet. He was praying, and there was no Yaakov, and he was praying that. That the uh, that uh, whatever Yaakov had done would not be considered as disrupting the normal flow. That's called chet. That he would create uh, a kind of uh, negative action, and there were several ne- negative uh, apparent negative actions, and that this would upset the uh, the flow of of the uh, twelve tribes, and therefore, again, so we see today. I mean, so we see in this parsha another interpretation, another tefillah that was going to assist and move into the future. Okay. Then the next verse continues. And the children, meaning there were obviously twins in there, were battling within her. And Vatomrim came Lamaze Anochi, Batelak Lidrosh et Hashem. And she went, she went to be, uh, to, to receive some answers from Hashem. The Major says, it's just funny, you know, the 12, the 12, the 12 Shrub. The Major says, I think it's the Major, that, um, Rivka was supposed to have 12 tribes. 15, Shifte Kaf. She was supposed to have 15 tribes coming from her. But because she said Lamaze Anochi, what is this? She lost the right and, and Yaakov had it. That's a, that's a medrash. No, just, he just, it's like just doubting that the Torah should have happened. And, and the medrash says that the next step is the... Bama's Zalnochi, so we're saying that Rivka is saying, what do I need all this? Whatever, there's some kind of okay. explanation, but she was supposed to have 15 tribes. Fifteen? Fifteen. Shifteka. Shifteka. Right. That's what I'm Hmm. 
Okay. Vayitro also true. First, first, the Zohar says, "V'shoel le'ezer makom halchal lidrosh et Hashem." Where did she go? She went to to ask Hashem, but where did she go? Says the Zohar, she went shalchal lebeit amedes shal Shem ve'ever. There was a yeshiva where Yaakov ultimately went and also studied, and where there's a midrash that says that Yisroel had also gone to uh, study there. But Yitro to su abanim b'keba. Says the Zohar that what was going on over here was the ultimate battle. Well, the ultimate battle that that became manifest in this world up until this very day, up until this very day, already began. In in uh, in her pregnancy, but we'll we'll understand right away what what's that what what does that mean? And they they were battling. What does that mean? What does it mean here about Esav? We're talking about a, a person. Yes, we're talking about a person, but we're talking about a person that that was uh, totally, totally encapsulated. He encapsulated the nachash, Satan, in his entirety, was encapsulated within uh, within Esau. Have to understand. How could that? You know. How could how could from from uh, from uh, Yitzchak and and Rivka, where would, where would the seed for an encapsulation of, of 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 the totality of Satan come? Left to the left. What? Left to the left. Okay, but still, the left of Yitzchak was pure. Came from and he's going to ask later, and it says that that Yitzchak loved Esau. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, so the Zohar says because they both left columns. Yeah. But still, in all, the left column of uh, of uh, of Yitzchak was pure, and Rivka was pure. Where where did this seed come to to uh, to have an encapsulation? Not only just a bad child, but the totality of the Nakash. And Yaakov, I am Isad Arochev al Kisei Hashalom. And Yaakov came from the point Hashalom Hakadosh, Mitzar Hashemesh. And Yaakov was just the reverse. Yaakov is Pchinat Zeram Pin Shurochev al Kisei. On the on, on the holy throne, how does this come about? Bore mishum she'esav nimshach achar oto hanachash halach Yaakov imo b'mema k'mo nachash hu arom bo'alech b'mema. He's not answering. I mean, how how? Did, meanwhile, he's not answering that. 
But what he wants to say now, we just we got just got through saying that Yaakov, that Yaakov uh, went with Orma. He fooled his father. He said that he came in in place of Esav to receive the blessing. By what right? By what right? By what right did he uh, did he come to his father and say that he was uh, in, and take away the blessing of uh, of Esau? Since we know what, although we'll have some answers later, how did Jacob do such a thing? But still, in all, we know that Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau. Didn't want to bless Yaakov. He t- because he told Esau, go prepare me a meal because I want to bless you. He, that, those, those words are clear. Those words are clear. So the Zohar wants to say that because Esau encapsulated the Nachash, and everything about the Nachash, everything about Satan, is how he fools us, how he creates conditions by which we do things and realize later how stupid we were. All of the stupidities that we all do in our lives, in whatever area. Then later we say, oh, how could I have been so stupid as to have done this? Because, why? Because that's Satan. Satan comes and convinces you in falsehood, because Satan knows the truth, that if he's going to convince you to make this step in business, and then you realize later you made a mistake, if he didn't fool you, he has to, he has to convince you that what you see, what you see in the way that will bring about chaos in your life, he, he clothes it and he and he paints the whole picture that now you're so convinced. But the truth of the matter is, it's It's fooling. What do you mean it's fooling? Because the moment Satan gets you to to uh, conduct yourself in the way he wants you to conduct yourself, so that brings about chaos in whatever in whatever form it, it appears. It came about because he had to fool us. Because later we even say, how could I have been so stupid? You weren't so stupid. Satan, Satan enclosed you with his, with his, uh, with his uh, mirma, with his uh, falsehood, and, and gave you an impression and painted such a vivid picture of, of how this would be the right track to take, and that a day later or even the... Five minutes later, after you had made the decision and it's too too late to retract your decision, you say, how could I have done something as stupid as that? Because he had painted, uh, he had painted and clouded the true picture. This is the issue. So therefore, because Asam came from that, Yaakov, Yaakov, to combat, to combat the 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 effectiveness of uh, of, uh, of 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 preventing this kind of of mirma this kind of of illusion that 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 the uh, satan has the power to to uh, to uh, weave uh, around us 
therefore, what they were fighting here, and we said they were fighting already what the future would be, at the very source, the only way, the only way that we would be able to combat uh, the uh, the effectiveness of Satan is by going with 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 uh, and creating illusions at the same time. Shepido show. Sheholer b'mirma umalalav shel Yaakov emesav ayelakamot nachash. And therefore it is necessary that when we're dealing with with Satan, when we're dealing with Satan, we must go with falsehood. Although you might say, but a, a, a true person, a true person, how could, how could, how could he, how could he get involved with uh, deceitfulness? How do you know it's Satan? What? And how do you know it's Satan? How do you know it's Satan? <laughs> right? I've heard many people say that. Well, that's Satan. So it's okay. I can lie. Yeah. And I, I don't have to tell the truth. That's right. Yeah. But, first of all, he's establishing for us why, when it is Satan, you're permitted to go with deceitfulness. Because the power of deceit, because you fight fire with fire, meaning there's no choice. The only way you can remove that's what the Zohar is saying. The only way you can def- uh, remove deceitfulness is by being deceitful. But then the question is, how do I know in this case that it is Satan? Right. What? Satan, Satan, Satan. Now I can keep looking. Right. <laughs> Because it was be the only way how Yaakov could separate himself from from uh, from uh, from Esav. And therefore, it says Lamadnu there's a, there's a Talmud and it's also here in the Zohar that when someone comes and wants to kill you although it says you're not allowed to kill right? same idea someone's coming to kill you are you allowed to, are you allowed to kill him? it says you're not allowed to take a life the answer is that if someone comes against you Chazashalom to kill you then there's no question that you're allowed to kill him Although you're not permitted to kill, in that instant where you know, where you can see, what happens if he says, I thought he wanted to, I thought he was coming to kill me. I thought he wanted to come to kill me. The other ones, and, uh, and, uh, and he comes to witnesses and says, he told us he's only gonna, he's only coming to threaten the other person. Uh, the two witnesses say about now this one, that was killed, right? The, the he had come against him. To, it appears that he's out to kill him. Now the the Talmud and the Torah and the Zohar says that if someone comes towards you and wants to kill you, you can kill him. But now come two witnesses and say that this person 
had no intention of killing him. He just wanted to threaten him. He wanted to frighten him. Now, he didn't take it like that. He, it appeared to him that he was coming to kill him. What happens then? What is that considered? Unintentional homicide. What's that? <laughs> oh, self-defense. That's the answer. Self-defense. A lot of people die that way. What do you mean self-defense? Yeah, that's what... Yeah, how many times... Uh, most of the time. The back door and they think it's a robber. And... That's right. The self-defense. But we... Comes witnesses later and said, no, but this person never had any intention of killing. Okay? Meanwhile, th this is what the... Uh, all right, so we have to... Then it says... All right, meanwhile, we're, we're, we're leaving this in the because... It says that Asaph came out first. And then his brother came out. And the hands of, of, of the brother were, were holding on to the, uh, the Achilles heel. And and therefore he was called his name, meaning it wasn't Yitzchak or Rivka that called him that, but Yaakov. And they called him Yaakov. Why did they call him Yaakov? Because he was holding on to the Achilles heel. What does Yaakov do with Achilles heel? That's right. But uh, but the Ba'akeve uh, Sav Akev means Achilles heel. And therefore they called him Yaakov. Therefore that's his name. Yaakov. What, I mean just because he held on to him. I mean, what, what's, what's so significant over here? Okay. Be'ekav et echav says the Zohar Hainu Shehishra oto lamata be'ekav ahukloma Shefridu menakdusha Boridu Lutzaratuma Anikra Ekav Liot Besiyam Akdosha Vzesha Katuba Yadov Ochezet Beekeve Sab Shesham Yadav Aloto Ekav Kedela Achnia Tachat Akdusha We said that what was going on is that Yaakov wanted to become separated. He wanted to become separated, meaning that there would be no influence of the Nachash on himself. He was doing this inside. This was the battle that was going on, that this, this would be the support that we would have forever. That we, because when we talk about Esav, we're not talking about what? She could never have given birth that way, though. Who? I mean, she could never, they could never have been birthed that way. What do you mean? Because in order for him to hold on to Yaakov's Achilles heel, 
he had to be born with his feet down and his head up with his hand out. Yeah. And then Yaakov had to come feet first. He no, they both went out head first. Feet first. Head first. No, head first. First, I mean, right. Both. Who grabbed who? Both. He, Yaakov grabbed the Achilles heel of Esau. Uh, yeah. Right. Yaakov grabbed Esau's Achilles. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what it says. Ah. Oh. Vachrechen and afterwards Yasaechav and his brother went out viado and the the hand. No, the hand of the second child. Yeah, it was. Held on to the Achilles heel of Esav. And therefore they called him Yaakov. Because he held on to the Achilles heel. Held on to the Achilles heel. What does the Zohar want to say here? <clears throat> that this way... Shehefridu minakdusha, voridu lutsaratomar, hanikrat ekev. Because the Achilles, the Achilles heel. It's a the pain center. Well, there's another interpretation. Ainu shehishra otol lamata. He separated by holding on to the Achilles heel, he separated Asaph from holiness. Those in the Achilles heel is where the 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 uh, negative energy where negative energy becomes manifest in that spot. That's why, what's so important about the Achilles heel? Sciatic nerve is No, it's high. What's that? It doesn't go down that far. Huh? I'm just curious what, 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 I mean, first of all, we know people speak about the Achilles heel, but what, what's so... Uh, what's so uh, well, metaphysically, it's supposed to be where the soul leaves the body, but in biology, it's just a tendon. It's a Yeah, but what's, uh, well, what became so important? People speak about the Achilles heel, right? No, they, they test for pain. It's a, it's a mind of the pain. No, where did, where did all this talk, you know, in the world? Sure. It's all about... If they want to measure pain? It started with Greek mythology. That, uh, I forget who was dipped in uh, something to, to make them immortal, but that's to be helped by the heels. And that was a weak spot. Uh, who was it? Achilles. 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 Achilles.
In that way, in that way, the 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 power of kedusha became dominant over Esav. You can see, held on to him over there. What? What did you say? I just I just reminded myself that the, the garbage I hear the truck put it all out now, so it doesn't have to stay over Shabbos. <laughs> Nothing to do with kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It has size. Over there, over there is where where he where he he created a dominion of. Uh, I mean, that's why the Torah is telling us that, and that's the significance that through this action, through this action. Uh, the power of kedusha, the power of uh, of positivity, uh, uh, had dominion over the uh, Anger? over over negativity. Anger. Then there's another. Then there is another explanation. Peter yeah. Shachar. This is the king's tension, right? Unless you're talking about the points that are on the side. Anger. 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 Under the head of the society, group. Go ahead. Next to the society, group. Next to the society, group. All right. Let, let's see. We 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 have a we have a little more zo here. Maybe maybe we'll get a little more clarity. On the contrary, Yaakov could not become separated. Not that, it's just, just not the opposite, but it's another interpretation. That teach us that uh, because of the Achilles heel of Esav, because of that, that we would never be, we would never become separated totally. That Yaakov could not totally become separated. What from the Yitzhara? Therefore, what had to happen is what happened later. In order that he took away the blessing, he took away the pchor, that, that uh, at birth, in other words, when a person is born, that he could not totally remove himself, even though... He's born. He's born from uh, from uh, Rivka, and he's born from uh, from Yitzchak. But still, in all, there is a part there that 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 we cannot become separated from from the from the uh, Satan. By Yikrashmo Yaakov, I knew Hakadosh Baruch Hu Karavade Etshmo Yaakov. In other words, who called him? It doesn't say who called him. He says. That uh, that God Himself called him Yaakov. What does this mean? Kara, 
ויקרא שמו יעקב. קרא שמו יעקב, נקרא שמו לא כתוב. In other words, it shouldn't have said that he called him, it should have said, and therefore he was called. Not that he called him that. Okay? Very wise, as we say, Satan, smarter than most of us, not all of us. Came in Shabbat Yaakov, and because Yaakov came into the world, Yaakov became the, the, uh, the uh, antithesis of 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 the Nachash. Not that he did become separated, but but the power of Yaakov was that he and this and this is what we when we hear the Pashad uh, on Shabbat that we're trying that we we uh, we uh, Uh, we draw we draw from this birth of Yaakov the power that we should have that we should be able to overcome overcome the Achilles heel of of, uh, of Esau and that we can separate that we can separate Satan from Kedusha what does it mean? It's just like we said, well, you can always say Satan, Satan, Satan. Therefore, I'm allowed to go with the seat and so on. So what we what we what we hope to draw out from this from the reading of this week's parsha that we that that when when there is uh, there is Satan around us that we should we should draw from the from the energy of Yaakov that we should be able to see clearly. What Satan is make, is attempting to do with us, and therefore we we could become separated, and therefore take the appropriate action, take the appropriate action to fool him. Well, there's a, uh, a lot of things that we're that we're trying to draw out that we that that we can draw out so that we can have we can have some uh, some energy, some strength. On how to defeat the Satan, because that's the whole problem. That's the whole problem because he is so smart, and he does cloud and make the picture in such a way that we become so convinced that this is the this is the avenue that we should be, uh, we should pursue.